1: Welcome, everybody, to this July 11th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and fur to the north, we have Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? (laughs) I still haven't figured out which direction (laughs) you are, but north works, right? I'm north. I know
2: I'm north. All of Canada's north of Costa Rica. Exactly. Who knows?
1: Maybe I'm straight
2: north. But Um, I don't know which way is
1: northeast from here. I know.
2: We, we we did say we weren't gonna lie to our listeners, so I'm sore. I'm sore. Yeah, yeah that's my answer. Yeah. You said how long How am I? So I'm sore. But um, for our listeners who um, like to hear our latest on um, on natural remedies, I've got some really good ones for you this week. Because you know, every time I <laughs> every time I push my body a little too far, I gotta search for an answer. Um, so today's Solution is a my uh, uh, a mine <laughs> a mine a mine would entertain me I'm sure and make me laugh and then I would forget about the pain but <laughs> no it's a mixed laughter's pine good medicine rosemary essential oil um, with mixed with vegetable oils and it's actually a massage oil and it's great for sore muscles um, which are what I have right now because I did a little more weeding than I should. I found a blackberry bush today on my property, and it was getting overrun, so I rescued it and put my back out while I was doing it. But it'll be worth it. <laughs> and um, I'm using also on top of massage oil. Um, and, yes, I've broken down and taken some Tylenol with coating. Y'all can yell at me later, uh, but, man, it hurts. Okay, so um, I'm also using a rosemary um, a rosemary essential oil. And I'm just dabbing that on the inside of my nose, and I was absolutely astounded by the effects that the rosemary essential oil had for pain management. I mean, I think I carry this bottle with me everywhere now that I know how well it works. Although I would not recommend using large quantities of it or overusing it, like the frequency of it. Um, I've discovered you you can actually dilute it. Um, could be recommended, but you don't have to. But if you overuse it, you will get a headache. So don't do that to yourself because that's not fun. Um, and for you gardeners out there, Rick and I were discussing just below the, sh- just before the show. And, um, for our non-chemical friends who have weeds in their walkways, I found out since I posted it on my Facebook wall that if you dilute it with water it still works as well so that's a good thing to know so you can save yourself some money but pure white vinegar sprayed on your driveway and your walkways will kill your weeds and that's exciting because there's no danger there for pets or for the environment so that's always good news yeah. and apparently
1: no roundup required rick
2: has yeah no roundup required and apparently rick has a really good solution for um for your vegetable gardens because i'm having Finally got to eat my first couple of peas today, but something has gotten to my peas. (laughs) Eating all my leaves, so that's not good. I'd like to eat more peas, but if I don't save them soon, and we don't do chemicals here, Rick came up with the solution of soaking some tobacco in water, mixing it with water after it's been soaked overnight, mixing it with water, and then um, spraying the diluted solution on the leaves and that should kill any little aphids or spider mites that are eating your eating your vegetables. So there you go. There's your, your natural solutions tips for today. Yeah,
1: yeah. It it it's something my grandmother used. Uh it's particularly uh effective uh aphids other sucking little insects. Um And um, uh, sadly, there was a really good uh, commercial uh, uh, source for it. It was called Blackleaf 40. But uh, at least in the United States, the EPA decided in 1992 that they would cancel it because uh, you can also take Blackleaf 40 and use it to kill things other than bugs. And so they canceled it. And besides, you know, it's natural, and and, uh, and the EPA seems, well, we won't get into, you know, pushing chemicals or anything. We don't
2: want any of uh, that, natural stuff. Come on.
1: <laughs> Better living through chemistry. You know, that's what they used to say about Dow Chemical Company, and didn't they make napalm and Agent Orange and all that? Anyway, um, <clears throat> but uh, uh, you can still use the same thing. It was essentially, it was a very dark black liquid, and you watered it down quite a bit uh and uh you can you can literally just take you know cigarettes and soak them overnight uh and squeeze them like tea bags and and you've got the juice and um uh, uh I have used it uh you know since the I've used Blackleaf 40 before it was done away with and um uh, uh have made my own since then uh some people call it tobacco tea um uh, and um uh, There's actually, uh, I was looking around today before the show, there's actually several uh, organic gardeners that that they have a few tobacco plants in their garden, and that's the only reason they have them is so that they can take the leaves and make the uh, uh, pesticide out of them Uh, because it's natural. It doesn't, uh, it's not enough that you're going to, you know, Get people hooked on nicotine It, it, it very small amounts are, are quite effective of course it makes you wonder you know all these people that are smoking like me you know are, well, are you sucking up pesticide yeah natural pesticide but in small doses like all poisons it <laughs> makes you feel happy i guess i don't know um wish i'd never started but it, it is what it is and um but i would i would highly recommend that you uh check it out um uh, and um uh, and if possible, you know, like in the United States, we have a, uh, well, over in the United States, I'm not there anymore, the, they have a, a brand of cigarettes that's a natural uh, organic uh, tobacco, and that would probably be best. But you can get chewing tobacco, you can get just tobacco, fine powdered snuff, but you better, you know, you got to filter the solids out. You just want the liquid. Uh, and, um uh, Good stuff. Absolutely. And there's, there's other
2: organic solutions available but. almost everywhere. So, um, but that's that's the one I'm going to try tomorrow. So I'll let you guys know next week how that worked. If my peas have been saved, because that would be wonderful. And the vinegar does work. Um, that one I guarantee as as a viable solution because I have actually tried it already. And oh my goodness, it's just it's wonderful, just wonderful. That um, I don't have to bend and stoop and weed. Anymore, my driveway because
1: wow, and and Whew. and you don't have to my go driveway, buy something gray,
2: that, that's not good.
1: that destroys the environment and does what we don't know because they don't really test it that way. But um, uh, and as usual, you know, Jean will report back. We always we stick with the truth. You know, this is the idea, and she's going to try it. And absolutely. If I'm full of baloney, she'll be happy to tell you because. Certainly happy I will. you tell me if when' he's I'm lying it. to
2: me oh <laughs> if he's if he's lying to me, you guys will be the first to know um yeah and and yeah, I do tell the truth, you know, I mean, like the rosemary thing, be cautious with this essential oil if you're gonna use it um. And you're gonna apply it the way I've been applying it and that's for like immediate pain relief for muscular and inflammation. Um, the rosemary is, but like I said, do not overuse it because the headache is not fun. And it's just gonna add to your discomfort. So be yeah, I mean cautious, no likey. um you know, like, well, like many so yeah many remedies.
1: Um, Don't overdo it. It's you know.
2: Yeah, I mean everything in moderation, right? And and you can get excited about the fact that it works so well. You want more? Yeah, no, don't do that.
0: No,
2: no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Yes. <Yeah. sighs> and um, like... re- remember, you know, to to utilize your Google. Darn it, um, there's a huge amount of foods out there that, especially at this time of year, where everybody is. Um, is in the garden and they're working. There's a lot more physical work going on at this time of year. People are painting their houses and, you know, I mean, doing all this kind of physical labor and they're doing it in the heat and there's humidity and all that stuff. So your muscles are really taking a a beating and I get that. Um, So, so the other thing is to to be aware of what you're in taking diet wise. Um, Part of my problem today is that I had fried chicken last night. So yes, I had bread and man, I uh, ever tell the difference you know. today. So, yeah, bloody gets me every time. Well, and I'm telling you. So I will be aware this of the foods we... that you're eating as well, and and up the intake of your anti natural anti inflammatory foods. Um, one of which is my favorite blueberries. So you know, if you can up your intake of of blueberries, um, that's always healthy. And and they're easily easy to, easy to find the stuff on Google. Google anti-inflammatory foods, and you'll get lists, and it'll be good.
1: Lists and lists. And the same thing with organic uh, pest control. I know people that have uh, made teas from hot chili peppers. Uh, uh, You know, one of the commercial things you can get, it's called Safer Soap. It's really just a drop of dishwashing liquid in a bunch of water. And... uh, not enough to bother your plants, but the bugs don't like it. It's icky, and they won't eat the plant because it's icky. And But it's not going to be there and bother people when the stuff is harvested. So, um, you know, they're, 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 the options are there. They're easy. They're less expensive, generally. And so what, why, why would you, you know, and... Um, uh, go with the big you know, commercial stuff just because it's got a flashy, colorful label and a skull and crossbones. I'm telling you, the, the Blackleaf 40 had a big skull <laughs> and crossbones on it because if you drank the bottle, you would have keeled over yourself. So that's why they finally delisted it. But um, I will add just quickly, we've, we're pushing the patient's test a little bit on our guest, but um, for, the, everybody probably saw that Tuesday we – Did not go on the air except with a repeat episode, a replay. Uh, Really one of the first times that we've done that, uh, except for, you know, Christmas break. And um, I have talked to probably uh, almost a dozen people that the last two days were just crummy and icky, and they were irritable, and they were frustrated, and they were angry. And so if if you've been... Been feeling a little bit not bunnies and rainbows the last two days. You're not alone. And just like any storm, it passes and the sun rises again. So hang on and uh, breathe. Don't forget to breathe. It's very important. Uh, one of my favorite things, breathing.
2: Really. Yeah, there's, I like it. there's been a <laughs> lot of communication breakdown in the last couple of days. I can only I, I can only guess that it's an energetic thing. I'm sure our friend Robert has some kind of... Um, I was going to say, you know, Robert probably Planetary knows. alignment answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but but it boils down to pretty much everybody is experiencing the same stuff. So um, technology is failing. Your communications are failing. You're getting frustrated. Your tempers are flaring. Your moods are shifting at a, at a rate that you just can't even control. Keep up with. Just <laughs> let it go. Just take yeah. a couple days and off and ooze and don't get back to you. Use that as
1: another reason. The world reason will still be there when you get back. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah, use it as exactly. another reason to beat yourself up because that's just really, come on. Everybody's doing the best they can okay. with what they got where they are. And uh, and it's more than good enough, really. I promise. So, you think he's passed the patience test? That's 13 minutes he's listened to so. us Babylon. Uh,
2: wow.
1: Wow. We. Uh, we have with us tonight uh, an author. We have authors often. We love writers and creative folks. And um, this one also has a uh, 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 um, a magical friend. And uh, I I have a magical friend. It's a dog instead of a cat. But uh, he's written a book uh, about this magical friend uh, cat named Lily. We have with us this evening Mr. Carl Delvick. Welcome, Carl. How are you?
3: Uh, I'm doing very well. Excellent, and and I enjoyed listening to your discussion. You did not try my patience at all.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> Yay, we like that.
2: That's good. That's good. Do Do you have anything to add? Do you have any re- natural remedies that you know of that you've used yourself? Um.
3: Well, I mean, just. Well, just
1: soap and water.
3: Yeah. Just plain soap and water.
2: Yeah, that one works. Eh?
1: Yeah, um, it does. Good for aphids.
2: Okay, that's good to know. It's good to know because yeah, I have my these. I'm so good.
3: And then there's shoe leather.
2: Step shoe on leather?
1: <laughs> Step on them. Ah! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Works every time. Oh, you can use a hammer. Shoe leather.
2: Yeah, you could always use a hammer. Absolutely, if I could see the things, I would. Um, Whatever I've got eating my peas, those are they're pretty small. I can't see them, so and I'm starting to think they only come around when I'm not there. <laughs>
1: <What>
4: is, <laughs> like is I'm my about the
2: four holes in my plants. They're great for the oh. no seeums. <clears throat> yeah. Oh man, hate no seeums. They get you every time. So, Carl, we'll get right started on um to you and and your adventures so to speak. So um the big question of the night, who on earth are you and what do you do?
3: Well, my name is Carl Delvick. Uh right at the at the present time I'm a retiree. Uh when I was living in Florida I worked at uh worked at several places. I worked at Ticketmaster, I worked at some insurance companies, telephone companies and that sort of thing. And I've lived in Dallas this time for about uh, two years. I lived here about th- four years ago, and I was here for about three years. And I'm just basically retired. And uh, I have a lot of friends on Facebook, and I've been telling them about Lily, and Lily does this, and Lily does that, and everything. Someone suggested, why don't you just write a book? So I've written a book.
1: That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, said how many people get said, told to write I, a book, and don't? <laughs> I'm a
3: first-time author. You know, this is my first attempt at fiction writing. Although I have written, you know, I've done other kinds of writing. You know, but this is my first attempt at fiction writing, and people tell me it's not that bad for you know for a first timer. I've had rev- good reviews and everything, and. I think it, you know, what I basically what I've done though is I've uh, uh, I'm self publishing. I'm, you know, I have my book of in, in Create Space, which is a uh, self publishing tool of uh, Amazon. I think I'd rather I like to I like the idea of doing this on my own, being independent, sink or swim on my own, as opposed to just dealing with conventional publishing and just taking what they give you. I'm, I hope, not, I hope
2: Absolutely. this statement
3: is not controversial.
2: Oh, no, darling, about. I'm self-published for that very reason. I, all four of my books are, are published through a self-publishing organization. In fact, my third one is is not even through my publishing company. It's it's completely independent on my own, and I totally agree with you. I don't want to hand my power over to a big corporate Um, publishing organization. So I have aligned myself with a very small, um, although he is growing rapidly, um, but it's a business-run self. It started as a self-publishing company. It's now a a full-fledged publishing company, but it's a small family-run business. And um, my reasons are are strictly... um, Strictly with regards to the environmental impact, I mean, I just don't believe that there's ever a reason why, with today's technology, we should have books sitting on shelves in stores. I think it's ludicrous. I think it's absolutely uh, uh, disgusting that we are still cutting dr- down millions of trees a year to be able to produce these books that are sitting in shelves and on in storerooms when we have the ability right now with technology to print out books on demand. So. I've gone with a smaller company and um, they do only print-on-demand com- publishing and e-book publishing. And so I agree with you completely and I-, I totally support you in that. It's good for you. Good for you.
3: And one of the reasons why I've written this book, I mean, of course, I want to, I mean, I'm want i going to be honest with you. I want to make some money from this.
2: yeah.
1: But that's not the whole <laughs> reason. Nothing wrong with it, with having some money, really. People that think that's nothing the answer that yeah. all. but nothing wrong with having some money we like it
3: but i also want to i also what i also want to do this this book is targeted towards uh uh what, what are called middle readers ages nine eight nine to twelve and the idea is to get is to teach them compassion for animals and also zero tolerance for any sort of abuse or, or exploitation of animals now don't misunderstand me. I'm not a vegan. I mean, I do eat meat sometimes. I, I don't I just can't see myself living off of foliage. You know, it'd be it's kind of bland and boring. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: But uh my so my, my main know. my main objection is the use of animals for experimentation and um you know, product testing. For one thing, in addition to the fact that it's inhumane, You don't get get accurate results from animals, from cats, rabbits, and ultimately it has to be tested on humans anyway, so why not start with humans? That's my basic premise. I mean, that's a little controversial probably.
1: Well, I think it's been proven. How many cosmetic companies and shampoo companies and other companies have gone completely free of animal testing, and they call them cruelty-free products, and they're they're awesome products. I use a lot of them myself, and 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 they've proven that they can formulate, test, not hurt the people, uh, and you know badly if they have an allergic reaction, then they reformulate. But uh, and, and no need for this. I, I I I man, don't get me started about animal testing.
2: Okay,
1: uh,
4: something well, I, I would d- like
2: d- to
3: do. Okay, you there? No, go ahead, girl. I was just going to yeah. say I wanted to read a few excerpts from, from my book. And I'll start with the first chapter, first paragraph of the first chapter. Are you with me? Yes.
1: Yeah. You bet.
4: That's great.
3: Okay. Chapter one. Lily was an extraordinary cat from the very day of her birth in DeBerry, Florida. She had been the sole survivor of the litter of six kittens. Her father was a large black cat named Shadow, and her mother, Nova, a large white cat. Both had been research subjects in a government-funded laboratory. The scientists were trying to enhance animal intelligence for military purposes. Later, the government cut the funding, closed the lab, and released the subjects. Unfortunately, most of them did not survive the experiment. uh, Okay. There we are. I'm, I'm going to skip a little bit. What I'm, what basically happened is Lily not only survived, you know, she was an offspring of, of the two large cats, but she not only survived, she actually did develop higher intelligence, learned to speak languages of other animals and and practically all human languages, this as a kitten. Okay, I'm going to read a little more here. Lily explored her surroundings for several months, as if looking for answers to the meaning of life. She met other creatures like herself, as well as humans. She found humans very strange. However, she was able to learn their language rather quickly due to the experiments performed on her parents. She also observed that humans were terrified of cats who could speak. With the passage of time, she also learned the languages of other animals, Okay, one day she walked past a farmhouse and saw a drunken brute beating his half-starved dog. She could do nothing to save the poor animal. What upset her the most was the look of sorrow and despair at the dog's eyes. Uh, I'm going to go skip ahead a little bit several chapters. Okay, let me see. Some of this is some of this is humorous.
1: No, we love to laugh.
3: Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Uh now here's a here's a situation. There, now I'm skipping several chapters now. Lily's now in, in a in a place you know, she's with me. I'm in I'm I'm a I'm more or less a marginal character in this book. If I write another book I'll play a <laughs> somewhat larger role. Okay, now what's happened is let me see, I'm gonna they have a what's called the treetop village where animal where cats, squirrels Birds, butterflies, etc., sort of have a community, a a kind of – it's a type of basically a community. And they're having a problem with a couple of humans. One is an old man named Ugmo, and the other is a a kid named Julio. (laughs) Okay. And they're talking about a plan, okay. We'll be holding a council meeting, Sonny said. Big Orange will pre- be presiding. You're welcome to join us, Lily. Lily replied, It sounds interesting. I think I will set in. Meeting came to order, and Big Orange addressed the council. Once again, we are having problems with the two malicious animal abusers, Ugmo and Julio. They're becoming more aggressive these days, and we need to address this matter. Ugmo, as you know, he lives here on the premises, which makes him an immediate threat to all of us. He once tossed a firecracker at a cat and seriously injured him. On another occasion, he put a bird into the microwave just to watch him suffer. Julio, on the other hand, is a threat only to cats and to some humans, so we need to deal with Ugmo first since he actually lives here. Lily said thoughts, this is my chance to be of service to my friends and to fulfill my mission in life. Lily said, I would like to address the council. I have a plan that might work. Next time Ugmo comes, then I'll be waiting for him. I will taunt him and get him to chase me into the laundry room where the rest of you will be hiding. When he comes in, we will all attack him at once. Okay, the the, the plan worked out well according to this. Now we're going to go to the one with Julio. This is interesting. Julio is back again. He's broken into a swimming... he's He's put broken glass in the swimming pool and injured a a little girl. Because of his youth, he is faster and stronger than Ugmo, and only half as stupid. He will not be easy to dispose of. I have invited Crown, the head crow, to speak. Crown addressed the assembly. My plan is to provide air cover. My crows and other birds will fly into Julio's face while the squirrels pelt him with debris. The dogs and cats will then attack him on the ground. If all else fails, I have a secret weapon. I will not mention for fear of setting off panic amongst humans. Okay, this, I'm going to skip the way this, what the secret weapon actually is. Okay, here we are. Later that night, Lily got a first-hand look at his weapon, in quotes. She saw standing in front of her the most unusual creature she had ever seen. It was almost a mirror image of Lily, except instead of being black with a white underbelly, it was black with a white stripe on its back. Lily asked, What are you? The creature answered, I am a skunk. My name is Chanel. I am the council's secret weapon. So, I mean, this is, you know, Chanel as in Chanel. (laughs)
1: Chanel. (laughs) Number Okay.
4: Clever.
3: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Next day, Julio arrived and began scaling the tree. At once, the birds dive-bombed him, and the squirrels bombarded him with pebbles and hard nuts julio was caught off guard and retreated temporarily he regrouped to try to climb the tree again but met with strong resistance the cats mauled him he once again he withdrew once again brought out a pellet gun from his coat pocket he commenced firing hit a cardinal in the wing chanel approached and sprayed julio in the face he dropped his weapon fled screaming in pain with his eyes burning he did not stop running until he got home he vowed never to return this is just, you know.
1: Go Chanel number 13. That's awesome.
3: I'm going to skip a few <laughs> more things here. Okay. Now, we, now they, at this point, Carl, myself, decides to go to his town of, I mean, defines finds work in his town of Plumville, Wisconsin. It's actually, This is named after an actual place. I won't give you the name because I've changed a few names to protect the guilty. So to speak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me go past here. Let me skip this skip to this. Uh we have Richelieu, the cardinal, who was injured and has been taken to the vet.
1: <laughs> Wait, what's uh, the what's the cardinal's name? Richelieu. Ah, Cardinal Richelieu. Ah.
3: Right. I just yeah, I am just trying to be clever, I suppose, and,
1: Okay. Very, so I, the, I, I I'm liking it.
3: Uh, let's see, I'm going let me see where am I at this point. Uh let me see. Okay. He persu- okay, this is this is a trip to Plumville. In reference to myself, Carl, he persuaded a friend named Mark to help him load the truck and drive up there with him to keep him company. Soon Carl Mark and Lily were on their way. They drove several hours, the journey was long and tedious. They arrived in Saint Louis and stopped for the night in an inexpensive motel. Carl and Mark rented separate rooms. Lily stayed with her master. After he was asleep, she slipped out, went exploring in St. Louis. She met with a gang of cats who were having a catnip party. There were three of them. The leader was a large tiger cat who spoke. Who was a large tiger cat? Spoke to Lily. Hey there, kitty. You lost? Lily replied, "No, my human friend and I are just passing through here from Dallas. My name is Lily." tiger cat said my name is mo and this is jack he he said gesturing towards a a large white cat and this one is mr lucky he said pointing to a black cat okay okay so let's see let's then he said let's wake up the neighbors this is an excellent form of entertainment All of them, including Lily, began running through the alleys, screeching and knocking down trash cans. They awakened sleeping residents who responded by throwing things at them and eventually calling animal control. Lily ran into an apartment window, landed on top of an old man who was asleep, scaring him out of his wits. Then she ran through another window and back onto the street. Hurriedly, she made her way back to the motel. Carl slept through the whole thing. (laughs) Okay, now that she they stop in Chicago. Okay, they were in Chicago. Okay, they resumed their trip. trip, They arrived. Okay, Lily slipped out of Carl's room again and went went exploring in Chicago. She hopped onto a moving bus and rode into downtown Chicago. After that, she boarded the L train and began running up and down the aisles. She heard the ticket agent calling, Tickets, please, I need to see your tickets. He saw Lily and and tried to grab her, but she was too fast for him and got away. She finally jumped off the train and boarded onto another one going into the opposite direction. Then she got off the train. However, she saw nothing that looked familiar. It was very dark outside. There was no one in sight. Suddenly she saw two men chasing a Yorkshire Terrier. She tried to save the dog by attacking one of the pursuers. Seeing this, his partner grabbed her, stuffed her into a sack, and carried her off. The dog managed to get away. They brought her to the house and shoved her into a wooden crate. One of her captors says, You think this crate will be strong enough to hold her? His partner says, It'll have to be. There are no more cages. This cat has a collar. That means we can collect a reward. Otherwise, we'll have to get rid of her the hard way. He had an evil grin on his face. When the two criminals left, Lily noticed there were three other animals in the room. There were two dogs in a cage and a chattering parrot. She noticed the the crate was flimsy and one of the boards was broken. She pushed on it until it came loose and squeezed out of the crate. The parrot spoke to her for the first time. If you get me out of this cage, I can get to a phone and call the police. Okay, to make a long story short, you know, they got him arrested... And, you know, she got back into the hotel and everything, and they're trying to figure out why Lily sleeps so much. So they took her to a vet, and i say, blah, blah, all the rest of that, you know? Okay. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm skipping around here.
1: Are you with me? Oh, yeah. We're still with you. It's oh, yeah. Funny stuff.
3: Okay. Now, let's see. They've got they've got some friends. She's made some friends. She has a Two cats. One of them is named Maxim. The other is named uh, Buttercup. And she's also made friends with uh, a few others. Oh, and also made friends with a uh, porcupine named Porcena. Now they. Now we're going to start here on 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 one of their missions. On once on a Sunday spring day, Lily and her friends were strolling in. Downtown Plumville, when Lily heard something unsettling. She heard that humans were exploiting animals, using them for food and their skin and fur for clothing. Lily said to her friends, let's circulate among the crowd and see what we can find out about this matter. She did, they discovered that helpless animals were being mistreated and exploited in such facilities as research labs, pig farms and slaughterhouses. Okay, now they're gonna there's a dog show, okay? Now, I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm just going to skip to a lot of this, give a little bit of explanation. There's a dog show with this old lady. They call her Prune Face because she's, you know, a lot of wrinkles. And let me see oh, what that is. okay. <laughs> okay, his owner is a rich old crone who wins the contest every day because she either bribes or coerces the judges into declaring her the winner. I know her dog hates her. The dog is named Bizet. That's a composer. He hates, her nickname is Pruneface. Lily concocted the perfect pl- pl- plan. She addressed her friends. I will create a diversion by taunting Bizet, and in the confusion, Maxim and Buttercup can release the other dogs, for Senna will provide cover by shooting his quills when it becomes necessary. The next day, the dog show began. The runway was set up, and a refreshment table was just below it, Pruneface face was there early. She was overdressed as usual, wearing a ball gown, a, a diamond tiara, and too much makeup, none of which did anything to improve her appearance. The announcer called the first contestant who was always prune face. Bizet began his walk with prune face holding his leash. Lily and Buttercup jumped onto the runway and agitated Bizet. The dog strained at his leash trying to get to the cat's. Pruneface was dragged off the runway and ended up falling onto the refreshment table, spilling the contents all over herself. She sat on the street with chocolate mousse in her hair and her favorite ball gown stained with grape marmalade. She began crying which smeared her mascara. Black streaks trailed down her wrinkled face. Pruneface prune face was so embarrassed that she never went out in public again. I mean, this is I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of thought it was amusing. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> what do you think? It is.
2: Yeah. It is an amusing yeah. story. Um, I'm curious, though, Carl, because before you read this, the whole book, Darlene, I have a couple questions for you. Oh, sure. But because, I mean, it's not just about the content of the book. It's about the journey of the author, and that's what our listeners are used to um, hearing. It's about the journey of the person. So... Um, it's it's not every day that you hear somebody say well somebody suggested that I write my stories into a book so I just decided to do it. I mean, what what kind of drove you to do that? Did you is this something that you would wanted to do for a while or did you just Well, I I've, I've been
3: told on occasions that I have I I the way I speak and the things I talk about, I I I sound like somebody who could be a writer. And I've I've never believed this about myself and I thought I'd just give it a try. Just to see, you know. Just I thought I considered, but I had nothing to lose. I mean, I'm retired. I have nothing else to do with myself. and I just thought I'd give it give it a shot. Yeah. And.
2: and how did you find I made the process? Lily... Pardon? Oh, how did I find? How did you find the process?
1: How was the process? Yeah, the prea- for you?
2: creative process. How was the process for oh. you? Because that's quite the undertaking
3: well what i i as i said i had to, i made a i had wrote a lot of drafts you know and everything and and some of them i mean the storyline people always said the storyline was great, but you need to learn more about the writing craft and they you know i went to this uh writers network here in dallas and they they were telling me well you need to give it more you you need to you need to organize it a little better you need to have a you know you need to have a you know, a certain continuity to it, you know. And you need to keep it, keep tension building and, and keep the, uh, you know, and, and have, you know, what are called hooks to keep people interested. And they said, maybe you should get some, check out the library and get some books on how to write. So I checked out a few books and some of them seem to contradict each other. Some of them were older books. I found something that worked for me was called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Novel Writing. And I I read it and I I studied it and it, it just it didn't take me long. It's, I seemed to you know I seemed to catch on to it very well.
1: That sounds like a book for me. I'm an idiot from way back.
3: <laughs> and I mean I don't know what you think of what I've read so far. I mean
1: I don't know if you think it's, it's well Well I I I am really enjoying the, the humor that you've put into it because it is kind of a uh a, a serious subject and uh, uh could be a uh could make for a bit of a gory story and uh and and you've made it more fun it's uh it might even make a a, a good animated thing I'd love to see all I'd love to see all these animals talking to each other
3: as a film, right?
1: Making, yeah, yeah. As a film or a short people, film. People,
3: uh, people have told me that before. They said yeah. this would make an excellent movie. They, they told me this when it was a rough draft.
1: You know the the uh, all these films we've had about the ants getting together, fighting the grasshoppers, the this, that, and the other thing. You know, I could just see these guys in the council plotting, and I want to see the scene with the the castle totally. party. That sounds like fun. Okay. Well,
3: there's totally. A tra- there's a few totally. It, it, it would. There's a couple of tragic scenes here.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are, but
2: um, you, you we've passed
1: a, the halfway point. You should
2: send a copy point. of that off to Disney. <laughs> you
4: really? really?
1: I'm,
2: Pixar. I'm serious,
1: or
4: Pixar? Pixar would
2: eat that yeah. up. Yeah. We, we, Pixar would eat that up, totally. It it I'd watch we've passed our, I would. I would watch it.
1: Past our half hour, past our, uh, our midpoint, um, why don't we take a quick break? and okay. um uh then when we come back i want to uh i want to talk to you a little bit or uh, you know converse a little bit about uh you know how your how your passion about uh, uh animal animal protection and animal compassion uh i'm big on compassion i'm not quite as big on uh, protection because that's kind of like pushing against something that's bad and uh, and and uh i'm i'm all about pushing to the pushing towards the thing that you want. So, uh, right. uh, because I think it's great idea to really inspire that compassion in kids, because that's often the answer is the adults are just kind of set in their ways and they're maybe not going to, uh, be swayed easily. So you just kind of speak to the next generation and then let them handle it when they, when they sort of arrive in, in, in their place. Um, and uh, so goodness animal protection it's just got to be earth prayer again i, I know we pro- played that song every time I would but so, yeah. but it's just well we didn't be play earth. it
4: last show so it's a- yeah well <laughs> that's true
1: so uh, yeah we got some jordan in there that was good we we went a while we played jordan every show so we just have our we have our swings our moods our i don't know uh, so anyway, this is going to be our dear friend Ina V again, and you can find her at uh, www.enavie.com. That's com, And I encourage everybody to check it out, because not only is this a great healing song, it's based uh, around the, the Hawaiian tradition of Ho'oponopono. Um, she takes the proceeds from every sale of this song and is doing some amazing philanthropic work with it uh that's in alignment with the uh the message of the song. So uh we'll be back in about uh five minutes. Stay with us folks. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, somebody, dogs really enjoyed the music. That's awesome. We we often get dog punctuation from. I have one. Gene has three. We we like dog punctuation. It's good. Exclamation points from the dogs. But again, that was our dear friend Ina V. You can find her at InaV.com. and uh, check her out. She's got lots more great music. Uh, and um, uh, but just love that song. It's uh, it. it it engenders in me the peaceful feeling that uh uh that I think she was after and that's uh that's just awesome. Uh I was curious uh Carl uh, the your yes. the writers network would that be the North Texas Writers Network? Yes. Okay, cuz I wanted to include their link if that's okay with you when we are when we put up the archive of the show uh because a lot of people wonder, you know. Gee, I got all this stuff. I people tell me I should write it down. What do I but I don't really know how to write a book and and um, and what's involved in the process and all that thing. And, and, and so sometimes it's helpful to have folks that have been through it, not necessarily a college professor, <laughs> and, but folks that have actually been in the trenches and done it, uh, because I know that, uh, well, I would imagine that it was probably not quite the process Jean imagined when she thought she'd write some things down in a notebook, and then, wow, she had a book. Um uh, <laughs> and
2: uh, <laughs> no not quite the process i imagine at all. <laughs>
1: and uh but now you got three and then the the uh, book which, the book of blogs and uh, uh and another one to come you're i know you're making notes um uh, so warning everybody look out jean will put you in her fourth book
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I
1: where what inspired you to this um this passion that you obviously have uh for uh engendering uh more compassion for animals and uh where was the inspiration for this stuff? Uh
3: probably because it goes back quite a few years. I mean, okay, when I was young as a, as a child yeah. I was I was I was very you know I don't know I I I was, I was it was easy for me to connect with animals all sorts of animals I think I may have a kind of animal magnetism I
0: mean
3: I've you know, had dogs follow me from and everything cats even even a even a duck on one occasion and I've seen people I've seen animals that have you know been mistreated and everything and. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, you know, doing something about it, you know, yeah. rather than, than become, you know, like, you know, like some groups would like blow up a building or something like that. I think writing would be a better way of channeling
1: Oh, absolutely! A constructive I agree way with, you there. With,
3: with, with the matter.
1: You because know? I don't think, I don't think returning violence with violence is really ever the answer. And... uh uh, but I know the I know the experience. I was known when I was a child for I just if I saw a dog I wanted to talk to it. So I would run right over to uh, dogs, and there'd be this big beware of dog sign, mean dog, rah, rah. and I just walk right up there and start talking to them. People, my parents, I, I'm sure, I gave them several near heart attacks when I was a child um, because I just I. And I knew what was going on with the dogs. I still, I, I, my little dog, Molly, we converse and, uh, and, uh, people at first are like, you know, you're crazy. And then they notice that, that, you know, we understand each other. She asks me for things. I, I get them for her. I, uh, this afternoon, I told her, I said, all right, you know, take care of your business. We're going to go do a radio show. And she took care of her business and headed towards the, the, uh, casita over here. So, uh, uh, I think humans and animals are much more closely connected than people uh, might realize. But uh, the the young ones do. Uh, and, uh, and so it's a perfect time to, uh, you know, help cement that in place before, you know, somebody else sort of tries to cement in place the, you know, oh, this will be fun, you know, let's do something mean and um, uh, because it really is not there there might be a giggle or a something but it's really not fun I don't think anybody really at first enjoys it I think they're shocked and but if they feel that it's the kids when I was a kid I went through a period when I was desperate for acceptance and uh, and and it was almost I, I still had some things that I wouldn't do from fear or or fright, but I think, I think kids go through that, you know, they want to be accepted. And so they see what everybody else is doing and, and want in on it.
3: This is true. Well,
4: so I,
1: um, I wanted to, uh, you, you have a, a Facebook page. It's travels with Lily, uh, which is L I L I, uh, correct. and, um, no double L in there or Ys. It's L-I-L-I. So if you go to Facebook, folks, you just type in to the little search box, Travels with Lily, L-I-L-I, you'll find the page right at the top and um, uh, information there. And, of course, on the archive of the show that we'll have up this weekend, um, we'll have links and um, uh I know that your book's available at Amazon, so we'll put a link to Amazon there where people can just click on it and go directly to your book. Uh, I'm sure it's probably also available like BarnesandNoble.com and uh, uh, those online booksellers.
3: Kindle books as well, Kindle, Amazon e-books. Kindle. Yes, e-books.
1: e-books, yeah. I'm kind of fond of ebooks, but but I'm a techie guy. And, uh, uh <laughs> Well, that's, but some that's books, the way of the future. That's oh, I where think all so. Books will be. No trees. No trees required. Now, I do still have a sort of a thing for I, uh, books. I, you know, you so go to an I old have. used bookstore and that smell, or an old library that smell, and it's a combination of dust and paper and leather, and it just.
3: I have over thirteen hundred books.
1: Wow! I I'm I'm gotta come collector. visit and look at your library. That sounds awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. I also have fourteen hundred and eight uh, C music CDs, and they're, I've, I've got them all on wow. schools so they're easy to, to you know, to, to you know, to, to compact. So the stuff isn't really just all over the place or anything. I've got bookshelves with books behind other books. I've got a front row and a back row within the shelf.
1: Oh well, no! You demote oh, yeah, I... some of the books to the back row.
3: Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know where they are most it's mostly history i have a, i have a wide range of interests i mean history fascinates me but you know i have books on uh, you know a lot of things sociology psychology some science books
1: well and i think I that shows books, i you know like you said si- like you said the inspiration for this goes way back to when you were a child and, and all those things in your experience along the road have have contributed to the story and uh and it's a great story. I hope that our listeners will will check it out. Like I said, we'll have the link there, but you can always just the easiest way to find it would be at Facebook with Travels with Lily L I L I, and uh, you'll find uh, Carl's page there. And uh, and of course, same thing. Go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, type in Travels with Lily. Uh, when I did, it came right up. Uh, it was very easy to find. So uh, I hope everybody checks it out. That's one reason that we kind of shifted gears to get into your inspiration and the process. We don't want to give them the whole story. We want them to go buy the book uh, because it sounds like a wonderful story and uh, and some great humor in there and uh, I, I like your sense of humor. Um, you know, Chanel the Skunk is awesome. That's just great. Chanel number
4: 13. It, it's
1: all skunks should
4: just take that on. Uh
1: And we will put a link to the North Texas Writers Network, but I encourage people, wherever you are, you can just put in there uh, Writers Network or Writers Group and put the name of your town, uh, and um, you're you're liable to find one. And the North Texas Writers Network can be found over at meetup, M-E-E-T-U-P dot com, and you'll find you have an interest or a passion and you're not sure how to follow it, there's almost always a group somewhere. On Meetup or on Facebook that can help you with that because it's one of our it's one of our prime missions here at Everyday Connection is to encourage people to follow your passion. You know you don't have to jump off the cliff. You can just uh, you know follow it to the best of your ability. You know and work on it here and there. And uh, uh, but Facebook Meetup uh, are great resources for finding some like minded folks that you can get with uh, for some for some good tips and some support. So, Jean, who have we got coming up?
2: Uh, Or do you have the dogs barking still? No, no, I'm good. I'm here. Okay,
1: yeah. I heard that they had, you know, you (laughs) had a little uh, barking. It happens. Molly's pestering me Uh... to go out. She, She knows it's time. I don't know how she does that. She's been laying in her bed all this time, and now it's, you know, Two minutes till the end of the show. She's over here going, "Hey, Dad, I want to go outside." What? Yeah,
2: well, you know, I mean, they see something in the bush, and oh, oh all hell breaks loose. It is what it is. Um, so, yeah. next week we have Christy Lynn Abram returning, um, and then in the middle of the week we have Jordan Hudson, he's a filmmaker and a young man from Toronto. So we got, and then uh, on Thursday night we have Lou Emanuel, who is a local. Um, and when I say local, I mean local to me, not to you. Obviously, you're in Costa Rica. Uh, a local author
1: yeah, and radio show. I used to be almost local to to uh, Carl. <laughs> I was in Houston, but I I bailed and came. It's cooler down here than Texas.
3: Oh yes, it's dry here. It's very. It, it was 103 degrees today. Oh, babe and they were predicting they were predicting dry weather today all of a sudden a thunderstorm passes through just like that it's over nice now.
1: probably cooled it off just a tad i like that when that happens uh, but we do we have some great guests coming up uh, uh you know out in the future the monk dude's going to be with us uh we're going to have a uh, yoga instructor join us again uh ganja yoga g a n j a it's probably not what it sounds like to some people, but um, it, it is a uh, yoga tradition, and we're going to hear about that. And um, on the 25th, um, Simran Singh is going to be here um, to tell us about uh, the stuff that she's doing. She had a great appearance at, on TEDx, uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Carl, I just really want to thank you for sharing your time with us and sharing your talent with the world and your passion. Um the I
3: pleasure I, is all mine.
1: I think it that's just awesome. And really, folks, go go to Facebook, type in Travels with Lily, L I L I, and um and check it out because it uh it sounds like a wonderful book and I'm looking forward to reading it. Um uh, and um Good. everybody have a wonderful weekend. Uh join us Tuesday night when, with Christy Lynn Abram. And until
2: then, To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected.
1: Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.